a daily reminder that you're the baddest bitch on the block. Not on my block, though, but on your block, for sure. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. And live from Caucasian home of Joanne. <laughs> I fucked that up. <laughs> it's Joanne. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Joanne, what's been going on with you this week? Uh, not much. I took a couple of days off um, just because I needed Oh, yay. It. So um, I've been off since Friday, of course. Me not working at my main job means I'm mostly working on my side hustles. So it's yeah. never that much of a break. But, you know, it was so good. So you really didn't get a day off. I, <laughs> you didn't relax. And then still try to figure out this apartment thing. And um, Saturday I went to Ikea and spent all of my money. Because like, <laughs> they had like signs throughout the store and they're like, you too can be organized. I was like, you know what? Thanks, Ikea. Let me go buy some more stuff. So <laughs> I have never been. Well, let me take that back because my mom says she used to take me to Ikea all the time when I was little mm -hmm. because they used to have samples and I used to like to walk around and eat the samples. Um, <laughs> the meatballs are legit, though. <laughs> but um, I do not recall ever setting foot in an Ikea, mm -hmm. but I just feel like it is my home. I feel like... Mm -hmm. I feel like it is a hub for me. Yeah. And they have it down packed with like the like like the sample home area. So you're like, yeah, I yeah. see how this makes sense. And then they had just like a lot of organizing stuff. I got like two bookshelves for like twenty bucks each, which is really good. Um oh. I bought like another shelf for outside for my plants, even though I'm not doing a full plant array this year because I don't get enough sun for that. Listen, my mom saw I had a big huge huge bag of fertilizer in my trunk and she's like what are you finna plant and I was like nothing <laughs> I just don't know if I have an Emmy this year I'm just I'm just tired I don't know I don't know yeah I don't know yeah <laughs> we'll it's just, I don't have enough sunlight this time so I just I'm not even about to set myself up for the disappointment so I'm looking for anything that just will take partial sun because yeah. you're not about to hurt my feelings. But, um, yeah. Otherwise, you know, been chilling like a villain. Trying to settle this home. And then, of course, yesterday, I did watch the Grammys. Which brings me to what brought me joy. Which okay. is that Blue Ivy Carter is now a Grammy Award winner. <laughs> <laughs> and, Go ahead, Blue. <laughs> well, you're not going to do that applause? Oh, wait. <laughs> okay. So, like, I I am working off of two to three hours of sleep. So, um, my brain is at a lag. Is my brain is saying um buffering right now? <laughs> so, so, so you might have to poke me every now. And then. <laughs> I woke up at four o'clock this morning, and I was like, after a while, I was like, okay, let me just go read my uh Sex with Presidents book. So. <laughs> I was like, just in case y'all are wondering, these are the people I read about. I was like, Alexander, he was a lazy hoe. Uh, Thomas Jefferson was a lying hoe. Um, who else did I mention? Warren G. Harding was like a passionate hoe. 
He was trash. No, Grover Cleveland was the worst because he was a rapist and a lying hoe. <laughs> I mean, basically... Everybody but Obama, in my head, is a hoe. <laughs> I mean, pretty much, when you think about it. Pretty much. Um, he has a fear of Michelle in him. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, the rest of them don't have a Michelle. Right. <laughs> but, um... I was about to ask you a question and it left me just that fast. Okay, so what else you been doing? Okay. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you a Grammy question. Mm-hmm. So, did you watch any of the clips or see it or anything? Oddly enough, I watched most of the Grammys yesterday because it was on CBS. See, I didn't, I didn't I have... see anything. So, how were the performances? Uh, I was shocked that um, CBS and the Grammys lit. Meg and Cardi do all they did. <laughs> yes, I saw that one little flip flip over thing, and I was like, "Ooh, wait, mm-hmm. that was on network TV." I mean, I loved it; yeah. it was hot. But I was like, "Network TV show that?" That's why I'm like, I'm obsessed with Megan because she's like, she's like an artist, but she's not built like most of these skinny girls with like big asses. Like she's like a solid girl. <laughs> she's solid. <laughs> She takes it strong, for right? Real. <laughs> um, and by the way, it was a really good night for her. She did get yeah. you know, some good accolades. It yeah. cracks me up because when she went to go accept her award for like best rap, she's like Beyonce. <laughs> I'm like, I girl, haven't I you met that. her before? <laughs> but see, she was shocked that Beyonce was there yeah. because I could have swore I read that Beyonce was not going to attend, but maybe it just said she wasn't going to perform. But I'm almost positive it said she wasn't going to attend. And I think that, because sometimes they know ahead of time when they win certain things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, maybe she went and found out that Blue won and went ahead so Blue could have her moment, you know, even though kids weren't allowed this year. But I was like, maybe that's why she went, because I'm almost positive I read that she was not even going to attend. I think she went for Meg because yeah. she showed up yeah. right before she was. So that's why I like it shocked okay. her. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. But yeah. That makes sense. Because I can see her doing it for Meg too. Yeah. Yeah. And then the one that she won, which is, you know, the one that her and Blue won, her like speech didn't seem that like planned. She was like, yeah, I want to thank Blue. But also my other kids. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you have other children. <laughs> But the lemon cheer, right? I'm like they cool, but I get it. Blue is like you know the Beyonce, and they're the others. But <laughs> blue is the Beyonce. I I don't know. I'm starting to think Beyonce is the blue at this point. Right. I just feel like Beyonce is the blue. I'm starting to become a Blue Ivy's fan, and I'm like, I'm telling you. And so many people on Twitter was like, "Of course, Blue was. She paid the rent." <laughs> Or like, okay. of course she thanked Blue. She paid the rent. Like, I get okay. it. Um, my other performance I really enjoyed, too, it was Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars. I forgot what their okay. little band is called. Sonic Silk. Yeah. Silk Sonic. One or the other. And I shared that tweet with you when somebody was like, man, they're making cocaine look real good. I'm trying to keep my damn promise from fifth grade. <laughs> Listen, first of all, that's the so I didn't see their performance. Mm-hmm. I, I heard that they did they do a melody or something because I heard that Bruno did like a little a mini Prince tribute. Oh, no, no, Little Richard. They did maybe a little mini Little Richard tribute or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it, mm-hmm. but all I know is the single that they have out now. It's 
chef's kiss. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to leave my door open. <laughs> also, there was a black girl. I guess two more. There's a black girl who's a country singer. And I think she's like the first black country singer nominee for the Grammys. And she okay. was singing a song, very classic country. But then she'd be like, just imagine how it is to be black like me. And I was like, ah, I love this. I love her. I don't remember her name, okay. but I love her. And her dress was awesome. And then there was some rapper. I don't even know who he was, but he did like a strong like Black Lives Matter, Black Police Brutality. Yes, little little baby. Yeah. So speaking, how can you forget little baby when you love the baby? Because <laughs> the baby did perform, and I was like, "Girl, you doing too much." Like he had like a white tux with like like three Chanel Coco Chanel pins and like all kinds of bling, and I was like, "You doing too much." She. You're so happy that you're rich and you're a rapper now and you're just doing too much. <laughs> All I saw on Twitter was everybody was like, the baby brought Juice Ju- Ju- Judge Judy on stage. Yeah, I heard. I heard. <laughs> it was like a Judge Judy style <laughs> choir. Yes. Um. So the other thing I want to talk about at the Grammys was uh, they pretend they like they hear us, but they continue to still do their fuck shit. So they brought on like um, Trevor Noah, and they celebrated Beyonce for her record of ha- being the yeah. most awarded female. But they yeah. still haven't given her her damn record of the year. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Or her album of the year is what? I yeah, album like of the year. I mean, yeah. either one, but album of the year. Yeah. And I'm just like, she's pushing the needle so many times, and y'all still won't do that, but y'all want to like... And then one of their main speaking points before the Grammys was like, it's the most women that have ever been nominated. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. And then um, yeah. the last thing, I love, I like Billie Eilish, but it reminded like me too. of the Adele kind of thing where she I was heard. awarded for Record of the Year, and she thanked Meg The Stallion but continued to walk off with her award. And I'm like, you could have just been like, okay, let's share this award. Come up on the stage with me. Do not talk down to her on the stage and be like, you're so great, but I got this award. Thanks. <laughs> Girl, no, I'm not mad at her. Keep your award. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that she's not, she's going to share it, but I'm just like, right. if you're going like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done that either. Like I, I would have, I would, if I felt like somebody else deserved it more, I would have said because she deserved to say, yeah. But you know, this is my moment. I'm a new artist. I won. I'm gonna enjoy my moment. This is her second year <laughs> of being an artist. So, anyways, but I'm just saying that, like, I she's just... a new artist and she's enjoying her moment. Yeah, I, um, I would enjoy my moment. To me, I was just. It feels performative when you're just up there talking down to somebody who should have won the award. So I'm just like cool like at least like you don't have to give her the award but like come up here with me like i think you should have got this you know that's i don't know it's me (laughs) and you know what i i i'm probably gonna get a lot of i don't know for this but (laughs) while i think meg had a wonderful year and if i'm not mistaken this was wreck oh yeah this was record of the year because we all know who they gave album of the year to same person that he gave it to 50 11 times right anyway (laughs) um even though Savage was a big record, I actually think Say So was probably a bigger record last year. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't know. Doja, 
may have been a little more deserving of that award but i mean i would be happy to see either one of them win it you know i'm 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 uh, limelight lisa ray whoever black that's who i'm pulling for mm-hmm. i said lisa ray Issa ray <laughs> not not lisa ray <laughs> Issa ray i'm pulling for whoever black but yeah when i looked at the list i was like yeah savage was big but say so i don't know Hell, because like I guess emotionally thinking about like the TikTok world and the pandemic, like Savage like held us through for a second, right <laughs> when it first started, you know, like doing the dance and all that. So I don't know. I, not to say I don't like Billy, but I'm just like it's weird. I just I felt like a lot of at least what the Grammy was doing was performative. Um, and I'm just like, and they kept shouting Beyonce out. And she's like, I'm not here for this. <laughs> I feel like they are going to e- eventually learn. And like in in Billy's case, just because I don't, you know, think in the same way, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, did, I don't feel it's performative, but I understand why you do. Mm-hmm. With the Grammys, they keep, inviting us to perform and to host and do things because they know we're going to bring the viewers in, Mm -hmm. but you're not giving me my award. Right. So I just, I just feel it's, it's just hard Mm -hmm. because a part of me wants to feel like if more big artists would boycott, Mm -hmm. but like I couldn't tell little baby not to accept an invitation to perform at the Grammys. Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell Megan, you know, like this is their first time, I, or it may not be their first time, but they're still new artists. I couldn't mm-hmm. tell them to turn that down. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. Yeah. And they 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 want us to perform, but they don't want to give us our things. Right. Yeah, and that was the thing, the huge thing about Beyonce. Like I'm pretty sure she showed up. Uh, yeah. I think super you're right. late. Because <laughs> she's like, y'all are not getting any more performances out of me, and it just fresh. I don't know if it was. Because I could see Trevor Noah trying to hype her up, but it just did not feel good yeah. knowing the past that she's had with the Grammys yeah. for them to it's be like... It's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair. Nonetheless, um, at least they did the right thing by Blue. <laughs> on, Blue. Um, so what are you... Dr- well, wait. Somebody posted that picture, you know, that they took a couple years back mm-hmm. with just... Beyonce and Blue and um, Megan and it was like Grammy Award winners only over here. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Like Megan's like accepted speech. I'm like, you are so Houston and I so love it. Like <laughs> she is just everything to me. Yay. Um what am I drinking? I made a New York sour I've finished drinking it now. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, yeah. I've had a New York sour. I was like, yeah. have I had that? Yeah, you're this the one is... who inspired me to make them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at air. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that it? Yeah. So what are you doing? <laughs> um, so... I forgot. My brain just went blank. Hold up. I made notes. Because... <laughs> Speaking of, on TikTok, they were like... I have like, to make notes for what I've been doing. <laughs> on TikTok, they were like, we doesn't make you forget shit. And then they're like, 
What was I saying? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> that favorite. is me. <laughs> that is me. Um, so I really haven't been doing that much of anything other than preparing for the weather to get hot. So I've started again because, you know, like I had an issue with my air conditioning last summer mm-hmm. and it never really got resolved. So I started early. So, yeah, already I've had two visits and I'll have another one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's just an old unit. It needs replacing. I have home warranty insurance. They will get me a new one. But the thing is, they're going to make me go through this mm-hmm. before they buy a new one. So it's like, I got to keep pretending like these people trying to fix it. And listen, why are we wasting each other's time? Come on and buy me my new unit. Cause right. <laughs> so, um, what made me, oh, we had, okay, guys, we missed movie night a few weeks. Mm-hmm. We had movie night this past week. Child. And I just want to say, <laughs> I don't even remember, I don't even remember the name of the movie, but I just want to say that I outdid Doyen <laughs> on low budget. And at first, I was really proud of myself because, like, Doya is the queen of low-budget movies. But then it just got so bad. You ever watch something that's just so bad and it's like, but now you got to watch it, but it's so bad. It wasn't low-budget because it was $50,000. It was just low-quality. <laughs> it was it was low-everything. <laughs> it was like oh, how to get away it. with cheating. Oh yeah, yeah. And so they tried to spoof so they 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 tried to take characters from How to Get Away with Murder. They tried to spoof How to Get Away with Murder. Plus they added in a little scandal. But then the the professor or whoever who's supposed to be like Annalise, why they name him Alex P. Keaton? I'm like, Alex P. Keaton? That's family ties. That's Michael J. Fox. Like, what, what, did they think we don't know who Alex P. Keaton is? I, I, the P is what threw me off. Because if it just said Alex Keating, I would have said, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There, that that was the playoff Annalise. But uh, they put that P in there to let us know. Listen, we're going to jazz it up with a little 80s razzle-dazzle. <laughs> it was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> So I've gotten um, joy this week from a few things, but mainly I just wanted to let everybody know that HBO Max now has the movie Death Becomes Her. Y'all, I love that movie so much. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Have you seen Death Becomes Her? Mm-mm. So I might have us watch it one movie night, even though it's not black. Um but it's Meryl Streep, so we can make the oh, exception. That's all you had to say. It's okay. I'll watch it. <laughs> no, no. Do not watch it without me. Okay. But say less. I'm going to watch it with you. <laughs> um, I've also been just dying laughing off of these stimulus tweets. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> account $1,400. And then it was like, pull up at McDonald's. Uh, can I get a uh, um, McFlurry ice cream machine now? How much it costs to fix it? <laughs> <laughs> or, one, or one like uh, account, $1,400. Pull up to Dollar General with a $2 stuff. <laughs> well, my favorite one is, oh my God. My favorite one was um, account balance, $1,400. 
And you know how when you're shopping online and you sort things out, the prices, mm-hmm. they were moving it to, to the high to low. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so seen. <laughs> so my favorites were, um, <clears throat> you know, deposit, direct deposit, $1,400, show up to Chick-fil-A. Y'all gonna open this up today? <laughs> yes, they were. Um, and then they, they, I like the one that included the little um gift of um, uh, pretty V when she pulls up to that car window because it was like Chick Fil A on Sunday, mm-hmm. and she pulls up and she beating on the window like y'all gonna open up, <laughs> open up right now. <laughs> that one was funny. I actually thought of you when I saw that. <laughs> Mine was, um, I tweeted, um, direct deposit fourteen hundred dollars. Me. Show me your finest llama. <laughs> I don't know where we go put this llama. It's gonna have to sit on the balcony, but you know. I love us. I just love us so much. We're the best. Um <clears throat> so tonight I am drinking. Um actually I am revisiting a pod favorite nineteen crimes, Cali Red. I um I went to the store to see if they had the rose. Of course they didn't, which I wasn't surprised. Mm-hmm. But, oh, speaking of, when I went to, listen, let me tell you something. These white people were waiting, waiting to just get the word that they could be out and about without a mask. Mm. Ever since our fearless leader made the announcement that it was no longer a state mandate to wear a mask, these white folks been raw dogging air everywhere. <laughs> I am here to tell you, I have not seen a white person with a mask since oh wow i don't like I, seriously i want to say our date was sometime this past week but i haven't seen people raw dogging the area i mean the people who have been happen you know people yeah. with their little nose out but for the most even part the, even even like people even the workers mm-hmm. weren't wearing masks like oh, it was just everybody was just out doing their own thing when I went into the liquor store, it was me and uh, it was some white people in there, but it was me, this black lady, and this young guy. He, he really looked like he was too young to be in there, but a little black guy. And we were the only three with masks on in the whole place. And we just gave, we just, each three of us just gave each other that knowing look like, mm. Yeah, this, um, the liquor store, there's this new girl and she had her whole nose out and she kept talking to Jay and I'm like, damn. Just ring us up. Put your nose up. Your nose up. <laughs> Just ring us up and let's go. She's like, oh, I'm a Cowboys fan too. Me too, bitch. Ring us up and let's go. <laughs> Listen, you remind me of one of my friends uh, told me today that her little girl who is like, I think she's, she's either three or four. She may be four by now. But she said she came running in the house over the weekend and was like, Mama, Daddy outside talking to two white girls. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, you know, the neighbors, but she was like, she was like, I know you would appreciate that. I was like, yep, that's why she's my favorite. Right. She letting you know. Yeah, they're talking to white women. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you real nice. You real chatty with my dude, and I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> don't be extra chatty. Right. Um, so speaking of extra chatty, I actually remembered to do a review today. Um, and let me just say, if I've already read this, just grin and bear it, because I had an order that I was going in, mm-hmm. but I, f- a, I forgot that order, and b, 
that um that service is no longer free so i don't use it anymore it was a tracker thing to keep up with anyway so i like this one because they titled their review poor lifer which makes me feel like they are dedicated to being a part of the group now so this review comes from ash nick and it says i really enjoyed the review of current events and topics that personally relate to me and many of my friends awesome show and drinks too yes great chemistry and content so thank you ash nick i appreciate you and you know if i've already done this before then you just extra special girl but i got me a new system now so (laughs) that works (laughs) all right and also thank you uh, it was thank you on the behalf of the podcast. But anyways, so <laughs> we're going to move along to our current events. All righty. So Chris just going to start us off on some bullshit. <sighs> but Sharon Osborne denies getting Holly Robinson fired for being too ghetto. Shares email blaming Julie Chen. I just want... For all of us as a collective, as blacks, just to walk away from the talk. <laughs> it's not good for us. <laughs> I I am about to pull up um, because this guy that I follow on Instagram, um, he had a good reply. Like he 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 checked her with like receipts. But carrying on while I pull this okay, up, okay, please. Okay, so Sharon has been trying to you know be fake as fuck and so basically holly had emailed her and she screenshot the whole email <laughs> uh saying that she's accusing her of getting her fired um and you know holly's just trying to figure out why she's getting fired so right was it julie was it sharon she didn't know she was just trying right. to talk to her but Sharon decided, oh, let me try to cut CYA, which I was like, that's the worst way to fucking CYA ever. <laughs> and then she said, never in my life did I utter the words that Holly was too ghetto to be on the top, as well as not having her fired. Girl, you know, one day when I and you have the bandwidth, because I don't know, maybe you, you might be ready, but I have to get ready because you know, heavy stuff is just heavy. And then when people are willfully ignorant, mm-hmm. it makes me get belligerent. Mm-hmm. So one day when we're ready, we're going to have to, sh- we're going to have a talk on the show about racism and what it is and all of its many facets, because I am so sick of these people who <laughs> feel like I am not a racist. I, I don't wear a white hood. I, I, I don't hate niggas, niggers. I'm, I'm not a racist, mm-hmm. baby. It's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. So, um, his name is uh, Yashar Ali. Do you know him? Mm-mm. He's a journalist and he's like a verified journalist, whatever, but I've been following him for a long time. Anyway, he said, so this is his reply. And he, he quote tweeted Sharon's tweet of what, you know, the um, email. So he says, one, a few years ago, I did a lot of reporting on CBS and the talk. Here's what I know. Three months after Holly sent this email, she learned about Sharon's role in ousting her from the show 
and sent another email to Sharon holding her accountable. Mm. This Sharon is an incomplete record of events. Two, further, one email where someone is nice to someone is not evidence that that person didn't misbehave or that they didn't do or say anything racist. Holly and Leah's names were being dragged through the mud at this point, and it's perfectly normal for someone to try and normalize things. Three, this is a complete and total lie. Sharon referred to Holly Robinson Pete as ghetto. I have definitive reporting from years ago about this. And then he says, in two in um two thousand twelve. Leah Remini tweeted that Sharon Osbourne referred to her and Holly Robinson Pete as ghetto. In 2018, this is this mm. in 2018, Sharon Osbourne said on the talk, re Meghan Markle, she ain't black. When told by her co-host that Meghan Markle is indeed black. Her mother is black, she is black. Sharon says, Yeah, I know, but she doesn't look black. And he included the clip with this Mm -hmm. then he posted another receipt in 2013 in reference to the infamous video of justin bieber urinating in a bucket sharon osborne told the daily beast you don't know what bad is i think he doesn't realize he's white and not black that's a huge problem sharon baby you have a history you have a history and i really am not trying to confront people about their racism because mm-hmm. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. But what I do expect is for CBS to let her go for no other reason than how she berated her coworker. Mm-hmm. Like, I, first of all, I don't like the show, no way. Right. And and uh, Cheryl is not one of my favorite people anyway. I, I don't care for her either. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> right is right and wrong is wrong, you know? Right. And she held it together so well but she knew she had to hold it together because mm-hmm. we don't get that same freedom. We don't get to be emotional or passionate. Yeah. So I'm just like, fuck Sharon Osbourne. Indeedy. She is British, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck British. <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, yeah. And funny did you thing. see? Did you see how she was talking to Cheryl Underwood? No, I didn't. But like I said, um, I have stopped watching the talk years ago because no I've never watched it but it was floating all over Twitter and I mean it was it was it was bad mm. it was bad it was bad like she she was just yelling at her and she was like and don't you dare cry you better not cry I'm the one who should cry and Cheryl was in there looking like well bitch I ain't finna cry in the first place but where I mean it was it was bad it was bad had to pull down my glasses at this shit. Um, it was bad. Anyways. Yeah. So, fuck her. Um, yeah, next up, um, this is a little bit brighter. Um, uh, Rihanna's coming for our coin again. And I just oh, got, I just got Rihanna? a text today and they're <laughs> like, hey, they have this product for like an under eye bag. So I'm like, Rihanna just won't leave me alone. Like, she won't leave me alone. <laughs> I'm like, she knows that I'm about to get this check from Uncle Joe. Yep. And she's yep. just like, save a portion for that. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, you love to see it. <laughs> right. So now she's launching hair products. Um, 
Last time I was natural, I was quite a hair product junkie and half the stuff didn't work. So I'm not as like adamant about like, oh, let me go try this hair product. But she is coming out with hair products called Fenty Hair. And yeah. <laughs> somebody said, can't wait to be around the house in my Fenty furnitures, Fenty skin on, and my savage Fenty doing my Fenty hair, wearing Fenty Puma while listening to absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the kicker. <laughs> that's the kicker. <laughs> that's what oh, one of those one of those stimulus tweets was like, bank account, $1,400. Me walk, me busting in Sephora. Bring me Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna, oh, and she's the special taking book. over. Yeah, uh, she's taking over. I'm tell you, uh, she's gonna. I mean, we us... would like to listen to some tunes, but you I know, mean, she can do like Beyonce, maybe and, like add us like a little track to her ads or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I thought, look, I thought you were gonna say she can make us an album with her boyfriend. I was gonna say, no, please no, don't. God, no, no I you. do not <laughs> want another. Listen, I am a fan of Jay Z all by himself. I do not want another duo. I feel like I got robbed. I got cheated. I just want a Beyonce album. Beyonce all by herself. Yeah, I don't want any more co albums. <laughs> I don't want any more Disney based albums. God damn. Right. <laughs> You love the blacks and you love your husband. We yeah, get it. <laughs> but I love solo albums. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Oh, oh, Anywho. It's, okay. it's fine. Okay. Congrats we're to fine. Rihanna. Like, yeah. we're happy for her. That girl lost all of her money and she is getting it back tenfold. A whole like, billionaire and still, mm-hmm. still going. So, this is confusing. Master P reveals his plan to own an HBCU. He says, I want y'all to join this movement with me. This is not like a basketball team. <laughs> I mean, I don't... First of all, let me say, I love us as people. I really do. Like, I just do. I mean, as ridiculous as I found his statement, mm-hmm. I just I just smiled when I read it. <laughs> I was like, of course you are. Of course. Yeah. I mean... Can you even do that? But but you know what? I keep seeing, I mean, people were in the comments like, but I mean, it's just going to be a BCU because the H part, the historical part ain't there. Um, I think if it was like like a small school like Russ College. <laughs> well, see, okay, this, this is the thing. Because I didn't understand what he was saying. Now, if he is saying he is going to create because to me, it made it sound like he was saying he's gonna he's gonna start an HBCU, oh, like create it's one. Not, well, it's history in the making. <laughs> but like, does he understand everything that? Well, you know what? Actually, he don't have to understand. He can hire people that understand. Mm-hmm. But like, that's crazy. But if you do things like take over schools like Rust, mm-hmm. who you know Rust College is important, mm-hmm. and um they're struggling financially they'd be in and out of business some years they here some years they not mm-hmm. um and they're not the only ones there are a lot of historically black colleges and universities that need financial help mm-hmm. and so do that and i'm sure they will put you on the board if you rescue them yeah <laughs> like it's yeah not a big deal. i guess i'm thinking yeah make a donation um i'm sure they'll Name one of their buildings, Master P. Maybe three or four of their buildings. But you're not going to be the Master P 
university uh blah 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 don't limit you even the even some of the um hbcus that george w bush closed during his tenure Mm -hmm. even if you go to one of those and open them back up Mm -hmm. um and and you can change the name i mean i don't really care but i guess what i'm saying is yeah i do care don't change the name right (laughs) (laughs) nobody wants a master key university (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be no limit because we're a soldier Soldiers, Listen, the soldier tank is gonna be the best. You can have a no limit <laughs> intro class. How you, you know, teach them, you know, how to budget, avoid the okay. credit card stuff, like See? plan for your future. You can do that. Don't name See, the whole Doyen school already. after him. <laughs> Doyen already got it out. She got it. Contact, contact Doyen for her marketing <laughs> services. She got it ready for you. Yeah, that was just weird though. I'm like, what are your mindsets? And maybe I'm interpreting it wrong. Mm-hmm. But when I read it, it just sounded like he's saying he going to create from scratch at HBCU. And I'm like, but why? <laughs> yeah, my hope is that, I hope is that he'll help fund at HBCU, but just don't yeah. slap your whole name on it. Um, yeah. Because, you know, even like an NBA team, it's rare that they create a whole new NBA team. Right? Yeah, not really, though. And that's more plausible because, I mean, we... In our lifetime, we've seen what the Grizzlies. Oh yeah, we've seen like I mean the Pelicans. That's more. That's more more plausible than a whole ass HBCU Mm -hmm. and what an HBCU stands for. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I think he's just been reading the news from like Beyonce and Jay Z donating money to the same (laughs) three HBCUs. It's like, hey, I want that too. (laughs) Because I mean, there's a there's a reason <laughs> anyway you can start an all-black school of some sort that's fine but hbcus have a purpose and had a they ha- well they still do have a purpose mm-hmm. but they had a distinct purpose in that we had nowhere else to go mm-hmm. and like you know there's a rich culture and a rich history there mm-hmm. and don't take away from that by muddying the waters Mm -hmm. there are plenty out there who need your help i'm sure they will allow you on the board if you give a big enough donation i'm sure they will allow you to make recommendations Mm -hmm. for you know things you want to see happening like just don't mess this up (laughs) yeah oddly enough at the right of this bossip article is it says best temperature dentist for a restaurant prepared filet mignon why do y'all want to (laughs) know said what is asking me what my the best temperature done is for a restaurant prepared filet mignon and i'm like why are you surveying me on this <laughs> also i don't know what temperature it is i just know what it tastes like oh it's a type so like rare medium rare medium, oh okay medium okay well. okay yeah i thought you meant like number temperature i'm like hell if i know <laughs> i've never heard of burnt rare before but that's wrong <laughs> How? how how do you how was it burned <laughs> that is weird I don't know. but it's awesome <laughs> next up memphis that's the tweet <laughs> i don't know what was going on so twitter had a bug and they banned everybody from saying the m-word being memphis and they were locking everybody up and it's like what did memphis do to y'all <laughs> You know what I found odd, though? You know who did not get caught in that lockup? Al Gore. 
because it's his internet. <laughs> Al Gore, Al Gore was tweeting about Memphis on the same day that all of this was happening because he was there for they had uh, some kind of environmental rally or something mm-hmm. um, about a pipeline. They're trying to do a, a, a um, something in Bahia, which is technically in Mississippi. But anyway, um, his tweets were repeatedly with Memphis, 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 and. He didn't get caught up in that, so I don't understand. Yeah. He owns the internet, like you said. You it understand. feels anti-black. <laughs> <laughs> like, one girl literally tweeted, where to find mimosas? This Where to find good mimosas this weekend in Memphis? Or who in Memphis knows where to go get good mimosas? Like, are y'all, are y'all, do y'all have an a, a anti-mimosa agenda? <laughs> like, what is going on? By the way, uh, so... Zoom has new like enhancements, and so I was able to put eyebrows on me. <laughs> oh yeah, I played with those enhancements before. I was like, "Oh, this is great!" I thought I turned it off, but I'm like, "No, my eyebrows still look too good. It's <laughs> definitely still on." <laughs> I just thought you had done your eyebrows. <laughs> no, nope, I haven't been out all day except for the walk, Roxy, and get mail. All right. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Woman from viral Uber Uber attack arrested for assault and barely. Also seen doing 122 miles per hour on Cali Freeway. First of all, let's start about the 122 miles. That's very stressful. I think I could hit like 80, 85 on a good day. <laughs> 122. I wonder, what, I wonder what kind of car she drives. Yeah, don't our cars have governors? <laughs> I mean, my dash has more than that on it, but like, I listen. I got a. I drive an old lady sedan, so yeah, yeah. My car gonna start. My car gonna start shaking when I <laughs> if I think I'm gonna try to get that fast. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe she drives a Mustang or something, or a Hellcat or something. I Plus, like. I don't trust these tires. <laughs> At any point in time, I just don't trust. <laughs> she um. So first of all her friends are also gross because she was in the car in the uber with two of her friends who were black girls this girl is not black Mm -hmm. and they was just letting her say nigga 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 all over the place Mm. and she was so gross and what i really (laughs) what i really loved was that even though this was an uber incident and she made a post like that's okay I prefer to say Lyft anyway, and Lyft was like, "No, girl, thank you, but no, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> Lyft said, "Even though life. this was, they were like, even though this is not a Lyft situation, um, we're gonna go ahead and say no. You will not be using us anymore. Thank yeah. you." <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough that people are like risking their lives to take you places, and then you over here copping on people and being an asshole. I mean, she, I mean, it was even more than just being an asshole. Like she yanked his phone out of his hand. She was, she was very aggressive. She was now they apparently they appeared to be upset because he was trying to make them get out of the car somewhere where it wasn't where they were trying to go. Mm-hmm. We, don't, I don't know the, the whole story. I don't know what they were doing to make him do that. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know, but. All I know is she had no right to put her hands on his person, mm-hmm. and she definitely had no right to cough on him. Yeah. By the way, she was driving a McLaren sports car, which is why she got to 122. <laughs> All right. So, uh, 
Megan the Philanthropist. I it reminds me the picture that they posted was when she performed at SNL and it was calling out the Kentucky Attorney General on his shit. And I was like, I'm sure all these white people watching this are like, What are you talking about? <laughs> but she donated a hundred thousand dollars to the Brianna Taylor Foundation. Um it has been the one year anniversary of Brianna Taylor's death, and we just have not seen any of the justice that she was due at all. And so I'm super happy that she did that because yeah. it's tough. You know, black women, we're always championing, you know, when black men die. When black women die, we're the only ones championing when black women die. And so I was just glad that she has, like, you know, really stuck to this cause and is, you know, trying to bring awareness and stuff to it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it was a year ago and we've been pissed for a year. Meanwhile, like, George Floyd happened in June and then they're like, oh my God, racism is a thing. And it's like, <laughs> really? Really? <sighs> it's tough. I'm really proud of her. She is. She really is our little rat Beyonce, and that's why she says she she, she was telling her mom. Oh, uh, she said yesterday. She's like, yeah, I used to tell my mom I wanted to be a rap Beyonce, and I'm like, you really are. We love you, and you're still in college, and I'm sure your grades are great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one is uh, it's a mess because it's like, of course, everybody has their social media opinions about it. So, Kirk Franklin. Let's talk about it. Um, I will caveat this with saying that I like Kirk Franklin and so it's going to take a lot for me not to like him. (laughs) I'm still going to play Melodies from Heaven. Right. You know. Oh, (laughs) Jesus is the reason for the season. Like, (laughs) oh, Jesus is the reason. No. For the season. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kirk Franklin's son released explicit audio of their conversation. And here's the thing about it. His son is 33 years old. That's like my age later this year. And you have to be careful when somebody releases something with ill intention. He is mad at his dad. He was posting things to make his dad look bad. And so... He has been estranged from the family for years and has very little communication with his father. And so he released audio of what seemed to be a very heated argument, but he also, like, you know, clipped it. So, like, most of the stuff that he probably said, we didn't hear. We just heard Kirk Franklin cussing him out. I am of the Christian trope that believes that, like, cursing is not that bad. (laughs) I think it's a social construct. And, you know, it's okay. I don't care. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are just like, oh, my God. And then they're like, you shouldn't curse your kid out. And I'm like, he's 33 years old. If he cussed him out, it's probably because they have issues. <laughs> you know? I just felt like people were just weirdly and oddly and overly invested in a situation where you just don't have all the facts. Yeah. And you just don't know. I mean, now... So let me let me say this. My parents 
have never talked to me in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I mean, I've never been communicated with that way by my parents. But at the same time, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't think it was a huge big deal when I heard it because I, and this is before I knew how old his son was. I mm-hmm. still was like, well, what did he do? Mm-hmm. All, all of that being said, no, I don't think you should be cussing out your kids, but I also don't get like super offended by it Mm -hmm. but i can also acknowledge that that's probably because i don't know what that feels like because you know my parents don't talk to me that way um but yeah everybody just had all these deep opinions and and i'm mostly speaking to the people who were really coming for kirk Mm -hmm. i'm just like why 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 do we I don't want to say why do we care because of course we care, but it's like I am sure this is not like just stemming from something, li- you know. And I never want to victim blame or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what their situation is. Yeah, but I just know enough to know that I don't know anything about it, mm-hmm. and I just had a cute little chuckle and I moved on with my business. Because it's like, I'm still going to play these songs. Yeah. I think that's the thing about it. It was like, we were we were all given limited facts. And people ran with yeah. what they had. And so I don't know what their relationship is about. And yeah, I'm like you. I've never been cussed out by my parents. I've heard like maybe three cuss words from both of my parents, maybe. Probably not even that. But, oh no, my my parents cuss like I'll get out, but yeah, they never but, directed those words at me. Yeah, so I just don't know. And I saw that. a lot of people on Twitter kind of projecting their own trauma. That's really what it was, Doyen. That is really what it was, and and I get it. And and again, I cannot say enough. No, you shouldn't talk to your kids like that. But also, for some people, that's just how they talk. Mm-hmm. So it's not even. A thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not making excuses for anyone, but yes, you hit the nail on the head. A lot of people were projecting. Yeah. But like I said, I like Kirk, so I don't listen to none of his um, new stuff because I don't like it. But (laughs) it's nineties stuff. I've said I've said on the show before that I am stuck like in a nineties era when it comes to gospel music. If you do not have all your (laughs) pores. Photoshopped out of the album cover. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. Um, if you don't have the big hard hair with the freeze curls, I don't want it. <laughs> or the sweater hug. I don't yeah, want it. The sweater hug. That's, <laughs> yes. yeah. Um, he issued an apology, which was weird because he was apologizing to us, and I was like, "Sir, you did not cuss me. I don't know what this is about." Yeah, I feel like he he really <laughs> felt like he had traumatized us more than his son, and I get it. And I, you know, like I'm not traumatized by it, but like I understand why he did that. Like I said, him and his son, they got issues that we don't even know about, and you know, yeah. And he did make them. a very he made a very valid point. Like, you know, you only heard part of that audio, mm-hmm. like there was another part at the beginning where I was, we, we were having an issue and I said, hey, let's call the counselor because they've been in counseling forever. Mm-hmm. And his daughter also made a video mm-hmm. and um, she was just kind of, I mean, I didn't I, I, I sort of kind of listened to what I was doing something at the time, so I can't tell you verbatim what she said. But she was basically like, boy, stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, and, this, and it seems like 
not to blame the son or point fingers at him at all. It seems like he has some issues Mm -hmm. and that in and of itself, you know, is a big deal and he needs help because it just seems like there's been ongoing issues for a long time, even since he was a child, according to the sister. Yeah. So I just hope they get help and I'm going to keep playing melodies from heaven. Um, Little known fact. Let me touch you and see if you are real is my all time favorite gospel song. I can't even really talk about it because I will break down and cry every I, time I hear fierce. it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm feeling it now. Every time. Now, uh, Let me touch you and see if you are real. Silver and gold it lit screeches for me like Beyonce and Love on Top. <laughs> <laughs> I love silver and gold. <laughs> but, um, Last thing I was and if you say. don't if you don't see now behold a lamb at your Christmas right. play or Sonata, get out of here. You don't know what you're doing. Right, right. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say last thing was Plies was like, yeah, I did it. I cast. <laughs> I, I loved it. I loved it. I was like, that's right, Plies. Take up for your man. <laughs> right. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, prayers for all of them. But I'm just yeah. like, we gotta even like you remember when like everybody used to be obsessed with how. Will and Jada raise their kids, and I'm like, y'all, mm-hmm. just worry about your own life. <laughs> exactly. I mean, people was really coming for their necks, and I was like, y'all, just like it does not harm you at all the way these people raise their kids. Yeah. <laughs> like at all. So Chris um decides to come for Texas. And don't be surprised. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Florida man is on vacation this week. Okay. So we had a visit from Texas man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised I come from Mississippi person. I, I mean, A, I won't. And B, you are also Mississippi. Leave me alone. So. <laughs> no, this really wasn't in a, a, an all look. What, what did I say? Real talk, real talk. No cap. <laughs> I like this story, but then once I added, I was like, "Shit, my list is long." Oh well, I'll just let this take the place of Florida. <laughs> okay. Prosecutors said this man drove a vehicle loaned to him by a car dealership to rob a bank in Texas, and brought the money back to try and use for a down payment on a BMW. Again, it's resourceful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I didn't even think Banks I like kept... the way he thinks. I didn't realize Banks kept that much money on them anymore. I thought they were reducing the amount of money they had. How much did it... I don't even remember how much he stole. He took about $10,000. Oh, yeah. They'll have 10000 Yeah. He said, you got one minute or I'll kill you. After showing the note, he pulled out what looked like a handgun. and said, I ain't playing around. I only want hundreds and fifties. <laughs> she gave him money, including stacks of twenty dollar bills and recorded serial numbers. <laughs> this is what happens during refund check season. <laughs> this, hey, right, try to guy. flex with their vehicles. <laughs> There's this guy on TikTok that does like stoned version of things Mm -hmm. so like he'll play like a stoner kidnapper that little series was good Mm -hmm. but he did one of a stoner robbing a bank Mm -hmm. 
And the bank teller was like his sixth grade teacher. And he was like, wait, Miss Robinson, that's you? It's me, Kenny Harrison. Like he pulled out his, <laughs> his mouth like, how you been? Oh, you working here now? Oh, you was like my favorite teacher in the whole school. So how you been doing? <laughs> I was like, no, sir. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. And he had a, a pellet gun that he painted. Like, that part took me. I, I like. I don't know. How, I didn't know how to feel about it because I was like, on one hand, he being responsible, mm-hmm. but on another hand, like, sir, <laughs> yeah, please, yeah, please. You should have made her follow directions because she gave you twenties that had serial numbers, and you say you had a gun, and she should have gave you your fifties and hundreds. But anyway, I mean, <laughs> I mean, oh, um. I just noticed this today. I did not put this in the show notes, but it just popped in my head because I thought it was funny. So Friday, um, someone, J-Lo announced that she and (laughs) A-Rod are breaking up. Mm -hmm. She called off the engagement and then Saturday, we back together. We're going to work it out. And I was like, yes, who it love. Yes. Funny enough, there is some other athlete who like fucking hates A Rod. And so as soon as that, that yes. came out, they were like, uh, makes sense. <laughs> like, oh, I cannot, I know who you're I talking about. His name. Oh, my brain. Jay oh. makes me listen to like sports talk radio, and I'm weirdly into it. I won't tell him that, but I am. <laughs> one of my, one of my favorite new, um, YouTube shows to watch is I Am Athlete. Mm hmm. Uh, with Ocho Cinco and a bunch of other fine niggas, mm. and <laughs> and I don't know anything about sports, and I know nothing about foosball, but I listen. Choo choo! <laughs> Everybody in that room. <laughs> it is what it is now. Like one of my favorite um YouTube things to watch, <laughs> and I don't have a clue what they're talking about when they start talking sports stuff. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to take a second and go do something else, and we'll be right back. And welcome back, and it is time for us to move right along into our Someone Something. Back, 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 like we've never been before. Actually, we're like this every week. We've been back every week. I just <laughs> sing Aaliyah back, back, back and forth. I thought you was for the hit some Aaliyah for us. No. Making up my own shit. <sighs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. So, uh, we mentioned um, Tyler Perry um, last whatever week, whatever. Wait, start over. Er, scratch that. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I wonder how many women used to throw their panties at the stage at Luther. I mean, if he was alive, I'd throw mine. <laughs> have you have you seen that TikTok of that girl pretending to be Stevie Wonder and then somebody throw their panties and then she duck? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, okay. So last week we gave a little blurb about Tyler Perry when we were talking about the whole Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle, I uh, shit, 
So I purposely decided to drink wine tonight because I thought wine will not have me as tipsy, flustered, two sheets of the wind. It, it will not have me as bad as drinking hard liquor. And as you can see, it doesn't matter. Um, I thought you were going to be the sober one this episode. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> There's a local artist that has a song called I Don't Want to Be Sober, and it is one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> so, so we gave a little blurb about uh, Tyler Perry and how he came, you know, stepped forward and helped Megan and Harry out when they needed it. And, you know, truth be told, he does this quite often. Mm-hmm. So, you know, his generous support of Meghan Markle wasn't the first time that the filmmaker opened his heart and wallet to lead his support to black women. Perry is just as well known for his not-so-random acts of kindness as he is for being one of the most successful self-made executives in Hollywood, and news of his good deeds just keep on coming. Perry has helped many famous friends over the years, and he also gives back countless times to the black community and people in need. Perry has paid funeral expenses for strangers who've suffered sudden tragedies, made generous six-figure donations to help the homeless youth and communities displaced by hurricanes across the world, created scholarship and advancement opportunities for students, supported talented out-of-work actors who were struggling to make ends meet, hallelujah, and donated to the legal defense fund of Breonna Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker. And that's merely just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to how much Tyler Perry gives back. So let's look at seven times that Tyler Perry came through for black women. Number one, he helped Janet Jackson grieve losing Michael Jackson. Just before Tyler Perry and Cass began filming Why Did I Get Married 2, the film star singer and actress Janet Jackson suffered the tragedy of her lifetime. Her brother, pop icon Michael Jackson, was found dead. Jackson has since shared in the press that at that dark time in her life, Perry was a true friend and a part of her support system, calling him very protective. She told Extra TV that he was very supportive and very much there for me with everything that was going on in my life. That's amazing. Number two, he flew Whitney Houston's body home. Um, He flew her body back from California to New Jersey on his private jet. And I don't know if you've ever had to deal with having a loved one pass away, away from home or away from where they want to be buried. But that can be like really, it's an ordeal. Not only is it expensive, but it's an ordeal. And he took care of that. So I thought that was amazing. Number three, he helped Bobby Christina Brown's family when she was found unconscious. When Bobby Christina Brown was found unconscious in a bathtub in her Georgia home in 2015, Perry offered Brown's father, Bobby Brown, a ride on his private plane to help him get to his daughter's side during the crisis. Perry was also seen visiting Bobby Christina's bedside while she lay on life support. Number four, He helped his good friend Oprah put on on the map. I actually had heard this one already. Mm -hmm. In 2019, in a Forbes interview, Winfrey revealed that during the time when her TV network OWN was struggling, 
Perry came through for her in a big way. It was always described as the struggling own network, Winfrey told Forbes. When Win when Winfrey told Perry how she was feeling about the network's troubles, he hopped on his private jet and paid his good friend an in-person visit to be sure she was okay. Then he offered a game-changing solution. He'd write the network's first original scripted series. He said, give me a minute. <laughs> and it was like half an hour, and then he comes back with the idea for the haves and have-nots. And listen, I believe it. Also, <laughs> if you remember at that time, Tyler Perry had a pretty lucrative deal with TBS. Used to mm -hmm. be TBS was where all his stuff was. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I just felt like that was really, like, awesome of him to walk away from that to help his friend. Not and, to say that Oprah didn't pay him probably on the back end, yeah. but the network was struggling. So, you know, he really did her a solid. Well, like, it was like his, uh, her and his, like, target markets uh, are like a really close Venn diagram. So, yes, <laughs> I definitely watched the have and have nots. And, you know, I live for the oval. So I <laughs> I definitely still enjoy Tyler Perry's work. On <laughs> Um, number five, he paid Taraji P. Henson her worth first. So I have heard her speak about this, um, several times. Uh, she has mentioned how little she was paid for Benjamin Button. Mm -hmm. Did you see Benjamin Button? Mm -mm. Um, I don't think you want to. <laughs> first of all, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But... It was difficult for me, and my attention span, I think, is a little bit better than yours. I mean, not to say that you, <laughs> not to say, not to say that you have a short attention span, but I'm just saying that's a long ass movie. Like uh -huh. that movie was long AF, and it. Rem I don't know if you watch a lot of foreign films, but it specifically reminded me of French films because mm -hmm. there's literally no climax. <laughs> like it's just going, 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 stop. <laughs> so. That was a long-ass movie, but it was good. But anywho, um, if you recall, the role that she played... First of all, they didn't... I forgot how much she said they paid her for Benjamin Button, but it was very little. And, you know, that was one of, the, one of those situations that, unfortunately, are very common where we have people who are royalty to us, but they are very little-known to the whites <laughs> so while to us she was established and we know her to be talented to them she a newcomer mm -hmm. so um they paid her very little and then she that's where she was nominated for her first oscar wait wait no is benjamin button before hustle and flow i don't know don't no, let me lie about that was her. Hustle and, flow. and she may have not even got I, don't, listen, she got nominated for an Oscar. I don't know if it was her first or second or third. But she got nominated <laughs> for an Oscar for Benjamin Button. And, um, you know, so here's the deal about getting Oscars. And we mentioned, I want to tie this back to uh, Grammys as well. This is why it's a problem when black artists do not get their due. Because we love to say, oh, don't worry about them. Them awards for white folks anyway. You know, get you a Soul Train Award and be happy. And in a way, I agree. But at the same time, one, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to receive what is perceived as the highest 
award in your field. That's number mm-hmm. one. But number two, simply being nominated makes your price go up. Mm-hmm. And then getting your award makes your price go up. And so for artists who are consistently snubbed, you messing with my money. Mm-hmm. So her being nominated um, made her price go up, but people still wasn't paying her. All she was asking for after her Oscar nomination was half a million. And that sounds like a lot of money to me because I am um, Chrissy McBrokey. <laughs> but when you look at what these other actors are making, that's nothing for big films. And so she was only asking for half a million being an Oscar nominated actress and she wasn't getting it mm-hmm. until Tyler Perry came along. He was the first one to give her what she asked for. And she she gives that conversation a lot. Um, of course, we've all heard um, Annalise Keaton. Mm-hmm. Viola Davis. Viola Davis. We've heard Viola Davis give that speech. You know, so I've always loved that about Tyler Perry, him hiring our legends who are great. Of course, they're getting snubbed on the other side, but they're great in our community, hiring them and paying them what they are worth. I believe I heard somewhere where like Robert Downing Jr. had in his like contract, they had to like pay him to go to the bathroom on set. And I'm like, I mean, I love him, but I'm just like, okay. It gets ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gets ridiculous. It really does. And like, anyway, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the men, like you are complicit. I don't care how much you think it doesn't have anything to do with you. You are complicit because you can say, pay, this is my lead. We share the lead. If my female co-star and I share the lead, pay her what you pay me. And white women, you are complicit as well. Because Mm -hmm. you're not getting paid the same thing the men are, but you're getting paid better than us. Yeah. And there I forgot who the actress was, but there are several white actresses who have made that a part of their contract. Yeah. You're gonna pay my black counterparts the same amount you pay me. So yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, Chadwick before he passed, he took a pay cut to help. Yes. Yes. I do remember that. Yeah. Um number six, he honored legend Cicely Tyson and padded her paychecks. We talked about that when we talked about um the passing of our beloved Cicely Tyson. You know, he paid her for what people owed her in her past, and that was amazing. Number seven. He offered to help Kiki Palmer with her skin condition. In 2020, after revealing her PCOS diagnosis publicly, actress Kiki Palmer opened up about her challenges with acne over the years and how traumatic the experiences were for her in Hollywood. She also revealed that friend Tyler Perry was there to help, telling people her condition was so traumatic that he paid for her to get help from the best dermatologist. And I had not heard that. I mean, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. So those were seven things that, um, just seven ways that he's shown up for black women specifically. He does things all the time that we hear about, but there's so many things he does 
that we never hear about. And I, for one, <laughs> you know, I have to speak just as loud to commend him because I will talk about him a lot too. So, you know, you have to be just as loud when you're giving, um, accolades so i mean oh shit you know what i'm trying to say when i'm giving him his flowers i have to speak just as loud as when i'm talking about how you really need to hire somebody specifically in charge of continuity because i cannot take these wig shifts in one <laughs> <thing>. please <laughs> like please so yeah so i just wanted to shine a light on tyler perry because he's the man yeah i i am a huge fan of him um, I watch the things that most people won't even watch. Um, <laughs> yes, but you, <laughs> you know, I also yeah, it's it's okay. I just think it's funny when he plays a straight man, but otherwise it's fine. <laughs> and I like a lot of Tyler Perry content. I mean, yeah. I'm not one of those people who's just like anti Tyler Perry. Yeah. Um, I like a lot of his content for what it is, but I do get frustrated with some stuff because it's like not necessarily yeah with some storylines because you have a show called oh, yeah. sisters and you wrote it all by yourself with mm-hmm. no help from any sisters mm-hmm. and you can tell that. <laughs> so yeah i started watching that show because multiple people kept telling me i looked like a girl on the show so i was like okay i'm gonna start watching it and I watched it and I enjoyed it. I watched it like I binged it when we were, sh- when I was sheltering at home, but um, I haven't watched it last season. So yeah, I think I tried okay. to watch that episode. I was like, no. So anyways, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the little bit I saw, but yeah. <laughs> so we're going to move along to this week's poor life decision. Poor life decision. So um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about therapy alternatives so tonight i want to talk about eight reasons you should go to therapy that you've never considered before because i think i think a lot of times especially in our community we have this notion that going to therapy means you're crazy or whatever i'm dealing with it's not serious enough to go see a therapist so we're gonna talk about some things that you never considered about going to therapy Outside of dealing with like more common reasons to start therapy, such as relieving anxiety, dealing with depression, navigating an overwhelming relationship, or getting through a life transition, we're going to highlight eight wonderful out-of-the-box reasons you should go to therapy that you may have not even considered yet. So doing it, I'm just going to kind of go through these eight things. So just interrupt me and jump in whenever you see fit. Okay. Okay. Number one, get reparented. That's right, reparented. So you know how your parents tried their very best, but they kind of sucked in some major areas. (laughs) What if I told you that you could experience a parental relationship from someone who is specifically trained to have unconditional positive regard, which is another way of saying unconditional love for you. You might be an adult now and you don't think you need, you know, some therapist to parent you, but it's not as creepy as it sounds. A therapist will accept all parts of you without judgment and will provide you with the care and empathy that uh, you may have not been given when you were younger. 
being cared for in a compassionate and non-judgmental way is monumental healing. But you have no idea how healing and life-changing it is until you experience it for yourself. <laughs> once, <laughs> once again, I laid my iPad on top of my laptop and I thought I did something wrong. <laughs> I... Number two. Oh, go ahead. I think because, you know, parents are great people, but um, I don't think they knew how to deal with an emotional human as myself. And so in some ways, talking to my therapist was helpful for me to think of just another way of how they dealt with me and how I don't, I can release certain, certain things that like I worry about that I brought to my like adult life. So I could see how that would work. Yeah, I definitely have some issues um, that came from childhood and um, yeah, my parents screwed up, but my parents, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell anybody they're amazing, but my, my, my birth parents, cause you know, of course, as I say all the time, when I say my parents, I'm also including my granny, but right now I'm specifically talking about my birth parents. They were teenagers. I am a product of teenagers doing it. Okay. So teens don't do it because you will get pregnant. Um, and so yeah I mean they did the best they could and a lot of times I have to sometimes I get overwhelmed like when I'm keeping my nieces or something and I'm like shit I am a full-grown adult how the hell did my mama deal with this because my mom moved my dad was in the navy my mom moved to California with a newborn baby at 18 didn't know nobody just there on the base and I'm like Oh, girl, I don't know how you did this at 18 because I'm about to lose it right now. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so we, yeah, um, you know, I think I really feel like parents do the best they can. But, you know, sometimes they screw up and you need a little help fixing it. Um, number two, meet your greatest cheerleader. Others can have a hard time celebrating with you if your life is improving and theirs is staying the same. Or maybe, you know, some people are just a little out of touch and they don't get what you're doing. Your therapist deeply gets you, and one of their main goals is to encourage you to be brave and to move forward. When amazing new things happen to you, they can't wait to hear about it. Just wait until you experience how proud your therapist is going to be of you, and I will admit that I I used to get excited to share things with my therapist. Number three, what if there's a sudden crisis? Life is unpredictable, and every now and then, there's some kind of crisis. It could be a sudden breakup, an out-of-the-blue layoff, a horrific assault, and, you know, the list goes on and on. If you have an ongoing relationship with your therapist, you'll always have built-in emotional support and guidance that will help get you through, um, you know, a tough time. And admittedly, that is a huge part of what led me to start therapy, because I am a drama queen but when I tell you it's not fake like to me the world really is crashing and my very first day of therapy I came in I sat on the couch and she said okay first of all tell me what you want what are you looking for and I just said I want I want to be in a place to where when things happen I do not fall apart because that is what I do Y'all, I literally had my grown ass. I've been writing with the same pencil since I was in the sixth grade, the same type of pencil. And when Walmart discontinued that pencil, I had a full blown, like, I had an anxiety attack. 
I, I, I mean, I just, I had a meltdown in Walmart because they no longer had the pencil that I have been writing with this same brand pencil since I was in sixth grade and they no longer had it. I'm just telling you, that's how I am. I fall apart. So (laughs) (laughs) number four, talk to someone who knows you better than you know yourself. Okay. You may not believe it, but your therapist will eventually know you better than you know yourself. They'll be able to see when you're starting a relationship that's repeating old, unhealthy patterns for you. They'll be able to warn you when your next anxiety attack will most likely come up. They'll point out how dissatisfied you feel about your job before you're even able to connect the dots. And um, just a little note I'm going to add to that is that's a huge part of why I seek the advice of my granny when it comes to decisions I need to make because she legit knows me better than I know myself. Have you ever experienced that with someone? Not fully, because I do um, parse out pieces of myself with everybody I know. So <laughs> most people don't fully know me, but I think there are some people that can call me on my shit in certain situations. Well, and okay, so to that point, because I want you to look beyond that, because to that point, well, you already know I'm the same way. I don't even have to tell you that. Like, I don't really open up a whole lot. And while I am high, like, while I'm highly predictable, I guarantee you that there is nobody on this earth who knows me the way they think they know me, mm-hmm. except for my granny. And it's, it's, it took me a long time to see that. And when I realized it, like, I don't know, it felt weird. Cause I was like, but how do you know me better than I know me? But she does mm-hmm. like, she does so um (laughs) and I think that's truthfully I think that's kind of one of my issues with therapy it's just like I mean I've had some sessions with somebody and she's a really sweet woman I like her but um it was still a lot of like internal dialogue with me and I wasn't fully like showing up with my full self to her (laughs) yes you know and so that's my problem. And that's and that's important. You you do have to you gotta be ready, show up with your full self, tell the full story. Yeah, it, you have to be ready. But a good therapist will also help you get there. But mm-hmm. that is very true. Um very true. Number five, you get to practice being different. So, you know, all these changes you want to make, but you're too scared to try them in the real world therapy is the perfect place to try it like you literally can do role playing or whatever you want to do um so you know you want to stand up to a parent who always lets you down you want to demand a raise from your boss um you want to be more confident the next time you slide into the dms try it out with your therapist you can try those scenarios out and it's a place where you are free to try different parts of your life that you want to bring into everyday life and know that it is a safe space Perhaps I may use a British accent. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. (laughs) Number six. um, Get called out in the most compassionate way ever. So the author states, as a therapist, I feel as though it is my duty to call out my clients about problematic behaviors or statements they're making in their lives. Are you coming off as a bit racist when you go off on athletes who will take a knee? Are you saying things that upset people when you talk about the Me Too movement? 
Are you inadvertently pissing off your partner even though you're trying to be supportive? People in your real life may be too offended to say something or they may fear that if they do that you'll feel attacked and you'll get defensive. As your, you, you know, your therapist will gently point out the feelings that are being invoked. When you talk about these topics that did not come out right, your therapist will gently point out the feelings that are being invoked when you talk about these topics. Um, and, you know, they'll also talk about how your impact on people isn't necessarily matching your intention. And uh, they can workshop ways for your actions to be more in line with your intent um, it was very important to me that I had a therapist who was going to call me out. And I said to my therapist the very first day, I am not going to be an easy patient. And she said, I know because I read your, um, <laughs> your, your, your little, you know, when you fill out all the information about you and it's mm -hmm. because that I work in that field, I, I work in the mental health field. So I know all the right things to say. I know what I'm supposed to do and I can bullshit through it. And mm -hmm. I wanted somebody who was going to call me out and say, no, that's, mm -hmm. you're absolutely wrong. You are the wrong party here. Um, so, yeah. So you also have to tell like the whole story and tell the truth and all that kind of stuff when you go to therapy because. <sighs> yeah. Number seven experience the weirdest most intimate relationship you've ever had when you have a strong relationship with your therapist it is super weird but like in a good way the relationship is completely one-sided because you don't really get to know your therapist's personal story so you're coming in there and you're sharing your innermost thoughts feelings and concerns and you basically get to info dump and vent on this person and as time go, goes on, you become more comfortable and you're telling more of your inner thoughts. But it's like, you don't get to do this with real people in your life. Not like your therapist isn't real, but you don't get to do this with like your friends and things because with your friends, you have to be considerate of what they are going through. Also, please don't be that friend that's always, well, this is what's going on with me, 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 me. Sometimes you need to listen to what's going on with your friend. But you don't have to do that with your therapist. Like, you can completely be like, it is all about me. I don't have to ask you how you're doing. And you can experience nonstop care, warmth, empathy, and compassion. And it's a place where you can feel safe. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like that part of going to a therapist that I can just dump it all on you and not care about how it makes you feel. <laughs> and number eight final reason have a super grounding force in your life people may come in and out of your life careers can go on in different paths your city can even change around you but your therapist will consistently be there even if one day you decide to take a break from therapy they will always gladly accept you back when you're ready whether it's for a quick update or a new emotional journey you can always count on your therapist to be the anchor in your life when you need one so those are, you know, as always, that'll be in the show notes. Those are some things to consider. Um, just some reasons to consider wanting to go to therapy and talking things out. I strongly suggest everybody go, especially if you're black, but I feel like everybody needs to go to therapy. Um, yeah, 
and that's it. Doyen, do you have anything you want to say to close that out? Nope. I have given you my clips. <laughs> you what? And I, I think, okay, I will say this. So I started my therapy journey with my job with one of those like EAP type things. And so some of this stuff, I'm like, I don't think I ever got there with my person because I have like five free sessions and I went to four of them. So I'm just going to say that, like, do not be discouraged. Like, of course, no, like, if you have their, you know, chemistry with your person, but do not be yeah. discouraged if she's, you know, not the person you run to with yeah. your problems after three sessions. Yeah. So. And also, if it doesn't feel like a good fit, you may need, like, I, I just truly looked up and got mm-hmm. somebody, but I was very specific about what I, who I wanted, what I wanted, and you know, I felt like it was a sign from God for me to see my therapist mm-hmm. because this person, when they mentioned her name, this is someone who ever since I moved here, people literally have been asking me, did I know her? Cause they were like, Oh, well I feel like, cause we went to the same college. Um, she's Greek as well. And so we're not in the same word, but she's Greek as well. And people mm-hmm. were like, Oh, I just feel like y'all would run together. And so when they mentioned her name, I was like, okay, Lord. All right. So you're telling me this is somebody I can be comfortable with. So it needs, if it don't work, yes, indeed. Find somebody else. And some things, like we said, take time, you know. It's a process. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's also several frameworks that therapists work by. And I think mm-hmm. with time, you figure out, like, what works for you. <laughs> I was, I was very very specific i said multiple times i don't want no religious-based therapy (laughs) i am a christian i am a baptist and i'm gonna be a baptist to the day i die but i did not want any type of religious therapy i just didn't want that because a lot of times that ends up not being practical therapy and i don't want that if i want somebody to tell me to pray i'll call my uncle who's a pastor you know I, I, I wanted I, I, I just didn't want that I, I made that very clear but right and if there are therapists who use other methods that you know you may not want or whatever you're very right that that is a way to weed out and figure out what works for you yeah uh, one book that I've been reading on and off listening to on Audible who are you kidding um, was it's called Fuck Yourself and they talk about like trauma based um therapy and like she works to treat the trauma and so I think if I do start looking for a therapist again I want somebody who's going to go back with me in the past and be like okay this is where it went wrong and that's why you act this way let's work through how you can work through this way so yeah I think it is based on going back to that trauma to help me work past it yeah yeah and and also if you're not ready for that Feel comfortable to tell them I'm not ready for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because you got to be ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> and we're gonna move on to the favorite part of the pod: the buy you a dream. Um, you want me to go first? You go first. I'll go first because right. mine's really simple. I like to buy a drink for water. Come on. <laughs> Come on, water. <laughs> My sister has me on this, like, it's kind of like a water mix. It's like dandelion root tea, 
a little bit of like cranberry juice and lemon. So it tastes like something more than like normal water. But I've been drinking so much. And I sent her like pictures of my pee and I'm like, look how clear it is. And she's like, why are you sending me this? But it's okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure I said this on the show before, but if I see the slightest hint of yellow in my pee, I'm like, oh. Uh, time for water like I hate for my feet to be yellow it's like I, I need water yeah um I actually bought a new water um thermos this weekend um it's one of those it's one of those fruit infusion ones awesome although I, I mean I strictly bought it because I like the color because I don't like I don't like fruit flavored water I just like regular water now I will do lemon mm-hmm and I will do mint, but my preference is just plain water. I do not like flavored water. Mm-hmm. So I just bought it because I like the color. <laughs> I just bought it at Ikea when I was buying everything. <laughs> and what, um, my secretary was like, well, why, didn't you, why don't you take that part out if you're not going to use it? And I said, because it is a part of the aesthetic. <laughs> it's going to stay in here. Empty your fruit. <laughs> but yeah proud to buy a drink for water (laughs) so this week i'm going to offer a prayer and buy a drink i want to offer a prayer for a friend of the show um shonda and her family and i'm gonna buy a drink for black women Mm -hmm. specifically um we hit on some of these when we were talking about the grammys but i specifically want to um mention of course (laughs) Of course, Blue Ivy, Beyonce. Blue Ivy can get us Shirley Temple, mm-hmm. um, Beyonce, Meg, and Tiffany Haddish because each one of these women accomplished something major with the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And um, I s- <sighs> listen, y'all know how it is. Y'all know I don't get any sleep. You know, sometimes my eyes cross up when I read. Um, but I thought I saw something that said Beyonce received the most awards period like not even just for women that she had that was the honor so I'm not really sure but either way Mm -hmm. super proud of her we're all proud of blue um Meg uh Meg is only the um second female which second female to receive um was it best new artist I believe so uh female rapper after Lauren Hill, which I, I mean, we don't consider Lauren Hill a I don't consider her a rapper, but she does rap. Um, so that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the first female rapper to receive a Grammy for best rap performance. Like no other female rapper has ever received that. Mm-hmm. And then Tiffany Haddish, who I'm not Tiffany Haddish is one of those people who I'm so proud of her, but I'm not a fan of hers. So um, she received a Grammy for best um, comedy album and no black woman has received that Grammy since the eighties. And it was Whoopi Goldberg. It was 1980 something. Whoopi Goldberg received it. And um, I saw the clip of when they told her that she had won the Grammy. And let me just tell you, I cried <laughs> <laughs> just in case y'all were wondering. Yeah, I I'm cried. By that. <laughs> No, you didn't expect it, did you? <laughs> so, I mean, black women are just everything. We're everything. And also just a reminder that you don't have to win awards to be everything. Mm-hmm. Like, 
we are just everything period just every day waking up and making the choice to try one more again we are everything i love the fact that um in a in a recent beyonce in a recent beyonce in a recent interview beyonce of course was talking about how many grammys she won but then she also mentioned how many times she was nominated and didn't win which that number was far greater than the ones that she's won so mm-hmm. it's just always important to keep that in mind mm-hmm. and give yourself a little participation trophies that's what i do all the time just basic <laughs> ass shit like i woke up and brushed my teeth that's good <laughs> sometimes i really be wanting people to clap when i walk in to work because you just don't know <laughs> how hard it was to do this all right <laughs> all right so tell people how they can get in touch with us and how they can talk to us let me tell y'all yesterday my phone was blowing up because chris has kept it so lit with the tweets during american gods oh. <laughs> and so i'm just telling y'all y'all go ahead get into it get into what she um what she tweets about i um put something on our Instagram stories. I was like, who do I want to put on this? Villaquist sounds like a thing that she said before. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, so yes. That's who our picture is for American Gods. <laughs> um, we're also on Instagram as Poor Life Decision is uh, one word, and we are changing our decisions one at a time. Also, that's what our Etsy page is. That's where you can go get a mug and pretend you're drinking coffee, but we know what you're drinking. It's okay. No judgment here. <laughs> Um, you can also email us at hellofpoorlifedecision.com again just let us know what you want to talk about we're so happy to do the research and give you like a custom episode about the various thing that you want to discuss so yeah also if there's a show that you want us to watch you know let us know yeah. um, and we'll watch and live tweet because I think there's only one more episode um, for this season of American Gods, which was so freaking good this week. <laughs> it was so freaking good. <laughs> like, I did not see that coming. Um, I'm sure those of you who read the book weren't shocked, but I was like, oh, with my mouth wide open. Um, did you watch the behind the scenes special they did for WandaVision? No. Why why are my friends not watching the things? Nobody, Nobody has watched it so I can talk to it. them about it. You I could mean, have sent me a link. I didn't have to send a link. It was literally on Disney. They've been saying that it was going to air the next week. I I don't know. <sighs> Just watch it. Okay. It's but it's long. It's about an hour. Okay. Maybe a little over an hour actually. But okay. it's just good, good information, good behind the scenes stuff. It was really good. Cool. I'll and, definitely um, watch it. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> I've been seeing on Twitter where they, instead of saying Falcon, they've been calling him Nigga Bird. So Nigga Bird <laughs> <laughs> and Winter Soldier. Uh, I'm excited about that starting. So, yeah. 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 Can't wait. <laughs> I'm watching Living Single. <laughs> we are lit. So how's that going? You're still watching? Yeah, I'm in season two. And I, I prefer the theme song because that's the one I was growing up on. The first season yeah. theme song was very long. I love yeah. Scooter. I want um I want Queen Latifah to do it to him all the time. To that's it to me all night long. And then like, <laughs> you know, Max and Kyle are kind of you know, weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I really liked when they were together. But it was they're weird, still being though. weird right now. I mean, it, it 
he just yeah you know he's an <laughs> he seems that, like <laughs> so I your founders just come to all one. of your programs <laughs> i mean i don't know any others <laughs> child I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do this. Right. So yeah, um, guys, just remember to drink your water, wear your sunscreen, do your um skincare routine, and you know we love y'all. I'm just saying that you can't bleep out and then be like your founders coming to your events. Like everybody knows who that is. <laughs> I'm gonna make them work for it. <laughs> Yes, bye. We love y'all. Take some allergy medicine. Um, maybe get some local honey. Um, just figure out your life because this <laughs> is hard. It's very, very hard. It is. <laughs> All right, bye. See y'all next week. Love you. Bye. Love y'all. Pretty bitch music. Big mama. I'm a shit talker. I see him copy every look. I got a few daughters. Every check I deposit got a few commas. Pretty bitch, mouth slick, I'm a good problem. Fell asleep in Gucci, heading house all roasty. He ate it with his grill, now his diamonds in my coochie. I was in the dorm, stressed out with my roomie. Now I'm in a bin, stretched out, cause it's roomy. In love with the new